ever have thoughts in your head that's looping that you want to silence? Well, I decided to let mine out. Take a walk with me. You see, it's more than just emotions, it's them thoughts that lead you. Pain is profit, change your cost, your life's an awful teacher. Been in hell and back, but still intact, I fought for freedom. Insane asylum had my rather sharpest mind defeated. I couldn't cry, was mortified by all the lies I'm eating. They forced compliance, torched my silence, though my voice was speaking. So now, when I feel depressed, I bear it all in secret. Them suicidal thoughts ain't stopped, dog, I'm barely sleeping. But I choose to choose my faith and pray his grace can ease it And need a peace to hurt to speak so therapy can't be it And plus they pass you off when your insurance pocket's leaking They say a fool's a fool if he repeat completed seasons I need a reason, reach for stars but get knocked back to semen Perfect peace threads, blogs, and talks to capture meaning This how I cope and how I know that we've been called to beat this I took an L and had some wins so now let's call it even Start the stream and let's go Welcome to Perfect Peace Talks. I'm your host, Desiree, and I have a special guest with me today. Chantel, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what. how did you even get to want to have this type of discussion about mental health? So I went, to a, I went through a phase when I was in college. I was prejudged and um, kicked off the basketball team my senior year in college by a new head coach. And with that being said, all of my dreams and goals were stripped away from me on top of being told my senior year that I'm not going to graduate on time unless I take 23 credit hours in one semester because I was a transfer student. So I went through being told I'm not going to graduate on time my senior year with a bachelor's degree, being kicked off the basketball team by a brand new head coach that did not know me. Um, that was like a depression stage honestly yeah. because that's all i knew that was my dreams and goals that was my momentum that's how i i navigate through life and success with basketball yeah yeah i definitely um couldn't imagine especially um at at an age when you're emerging as an adult and you're trying to figure out life you know what i mean and so what what are some tools that you had to develop at that time to just kind of get you through that like what did you do so i got connected with the um a prophet um and basically with that prophet, uh, her name was Mother Teresa. Before I had went off to college, um, I went to Walgreens and was praying over a basketball with this lady I had just met. Uh, another, like I said, her name is Mother Teresa. Um, with that being said, we prayed over a basketball in Walgreens. And like a week later, I was on a plane going to Iowa. After I transferred from Iowa, um, I went to a school, Fort Valley State. You know, that's where I was, I was labeled and prejudged with that yeah. new coach. Um, so with that being said... She got me in my momentum. Go yeah. by the water. Go pray. Learn how to meditate. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to starve. Learn how to eat. Learn how to fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have yeah. to do all of these in order to receive the blessings. And that's what happened to me. Wow. So faith was a huge part of you navigating through that season of your life. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. I um I'm I'm definitely an, an advocate of an advocate of of knowing like truly who God is and how He can deliver you through situations because. The reality is, is there's some things that, man, nothing, your mama can't talk you out of it. Like, friends can't talk you out of it. You truly need to trust uh, in who God is. So what are some things now that you're doing to prioritize your mental health or just make sure that you stay uh, active? So to make sure I stay active, I just had a newborn baby. Her name is Bella. She's nine months. 
So with that being said, I spend a lot of times with my daughter, whether we going out to eat, whether we going for a walk downtown Sanford by the uh, riverfront. Water keeps me calm. That's why I meditate. That's why I pray. She may be goo-goo-ga-ga, but yeah. her mama praying that she pushing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, and then I have a, a youth program called Truth in the Youth where yeah. I mentor um, and do sports training with youth in the community. Um, also, with that being said, I just published a book called The Living Proof. And that's why I go into detail about the depression stage, about a single parent household, about my daughter, about Mother Teresa, about everything that I accomplished to keep me going. Wow. And when is this book due to release? Um, my book signing event to release is on August the 6th of this year 2023 so next sunday at 2 p.m downtown sanford i will be doing autographing in my book and then i also will be speaking and you know people will be out there playing basketball wow that's that's awesome and where can they um if they can't make it to the book signing where can they find the book at so the link um to the book will be posted on amazon okay this sunday coming oh, up nice, august the nice. 6th nice that's awesome and as far as like the youth what what age group do you deal with five and up five and older wow mm -hmm. five through 18 wow that's awesome and so do you do is it different for each age group or is it pretty much the same it's the you, same okay so five to 18 is pretty much the same thing you'll mentor you'll tutor like all of that all in one and how can they find you or you know Insta how can they connect with you instagram um facebook on facebook my name is Chantel romp instagram telly underscore oh three oh three and then my truth in the youth page is truth in the youth on instagram so wow that's awesome so what are some common misconceptions or stigmas that you think that currently exist uh amongst uh african-american or urban communities we um don't like to admit when something is wrong as a whole yeah. and also we have to learn when someone is really going through something and when somebody want attention because somebody might be like, oh, I'm going through this and this. I'm going through that and that. But they really not. They're just seeking attention. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, we don't like to be judged. So if something wrong, we don't want to be considered crazy or when you have an outlashes, you something is wrong. You need to sit down and talk. Yeah, we we gotta figure this out. What's what's up? What's going on? Yeah, and that need to start in the household. That don't need to start when you grown. Parents, when y'all come home from work, y'all need to ask, "Hey, what's going on? How was school today?" Yeah, talk. Get your kid comfortable with you so they can open up. If they did get in trouble, if they is doing this, they won't be afraid to talk to you. Yeah, because kids really battle stuff. Yeah, they they really do. I I think at large we're seeing so much more in you know in younger children, children 11, 12 years old, you know, feeling suicidal or depressed and different things like that and I think that's a huge part because of what you said like we're not actually engaging or talking or we haven't found a way um to really be mindful of what's going on with the people. We even reward negative behavior instead yeah. of figuring out what's the mental capacity going on with these kids we were awarded with jordans music yeah fantasizing about this and that no 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 no. we need to figure out what's going on yeah. i need to know what's going on with your mental state yeah and you need to figure out what's going on with mine wow you know i'm glad you brought that up um because that's something i have conversations with people all the time like mm -hmm. why as a community that we'll have 
you know, our child is in high school failing. But they the they freshest got, kid in the class and the dumbest one in the classroom. Like why? Like what where did this come because from? Because we have how? to protect our image. We have to protect our image. Yeah. Mm mm. Yeah. Go to take little Susie and little play play over there. Ain't nothing wrong with Target and Walmart clothes. None at all. Yeah. Cause what I'm finna keep sending you to school and uh Burberry and um um Jordans and you got all the Nikes and all of this and you got F's and D's. Mm-mm. Yeah, I I just think that it, it definitely doesn't make any sense. And I know um for me I, I grew up kinda old school, but so to hear, you know, someone like you, someone younger saying like, No, this really is crazy. Like this really doesn't make sense. This is crazy. I think is <laughs> you know what I mean? Something it's is definitely wrong. it's definitely encouraging because it's like no, not all younger people are not you know, because sometimes there's a huge misconception that like millennials or that next generation, like, oh, they think or believe or act in a similar manner. And it's like, no, that is not what everyone thinks. That is not what everyone believes. And I, I am a person that I put value on character and, and morals like it. Let's let's pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Like, let's not be concerned about the superficial things because we can dress ourselves up real good. And kids be broken inside, just like the mom and daddy, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like, no, no, y'all, we can't. And then nowadays you got it where these kids can't. Oh, you ain't my mama. You ain't my daddy. You ain't telling me nothing. You know, I'm raised old school. I ain't going for none of that. Yeah. My daughter, I just had a fresh born daughter. I bond with my daughter as much as I can all day, every day. Yeah. Walks on the park. Every time she turned a different month, we doing different activities. She just turned nine months this month. We painted. Aww. The month before that. We in the sunflower bed. Why? Because you have to do the little things that matter. Times matter. Yeah. Times matter. When she wake up in the morning, she's clapping her hands. She's waving. Yeah. I keep her on Gracie's corner. Why? They sing good morning songs. They sing good afternoon songs. One, yeah. two, three. She knows the beat. She's know, she knows everything. These music, oh, all this shooting and killing, it's, just, it's destroying these kids. Yeah, it definitely is. And you know, like we hear in the back, she's so cute too. Um, I wish this audio could actually be video so you guys could just see how amazing uh, that she is. But man, it's, it's something to see truly how we've stepped away from community and, and different things and we've created these avenues um, to be fresh and to be fly, but to not be communal anymore. You know, we don't, I remember you used to could even like how you're saying discipline somebody else's child or and, and not in a way like no I'm not beating your child but I'm telling your child your child listen he, he bad he was disrespectful he said this or he said that and it's like now we're at a place to where don't nobody even you know want to hear you say that and I think that that contributes a lot to us really being able to identify and put language to people's mental state you of, know because. Of if I can't tell you that your child, that something is going on, and you maybe don't see it because you're working. It's like this is how we have to start having these conversations um, so that we can get to a place, obviously, yeah, where we can be better. Just want us to be better. Um, what is something that you think that individuals can do to help support with a friend or a family member dealing with like health challenges? Find something that comforts them. Find things that they like to do. And don't keep bringing up something that's going to trigger their mind. If you're around negative people that like to trigger your mind or only bring bad conceptions to you, you're going to have an outburst. 
Get around positive people. Get around people you feel that you can talk to. Yeah. That can relate to what's going on with you. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's super important. What's some uh, effective strategies or coping mechanisms that you've personally used? You know, I know you said you're like praying and stuff like that you could recommend to somebody else. Like, do you exercise or anything like that? Love to exercise. Oh, really? I love to exercise my whole life. Okay. Yeah. Well, you play basketball. So, of course. That go like go, a, finger painting with some ocean music is the most common thing. Finger painting, laying down, fantasizing about dreams and goals, what make you happy. Go out for a dance. I'm not saying you have to go drink and get drunk. No, yeah. just go out for a dance. Go yeah. salsa. Go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I am definitely a proponent of of living. Like, let's make every day count. Let's. Yeah, let's work together. Let's let's hey, whatever it takes. I something that I definitely did want to uh, bring up. I've noticed. So I read like an article, and it was saying like people under thirty five are very stressed um, due to like the economy and just the cost of living is just different. And um, I grew up in an era where you start eighteen, and you just kick the person out. Like, how do you feel? You know, how do you feel about that? How do I feel about that? I feel like honestly. As a whole, when a person turns 18, they don't have it all together. Yeah. Some people don't get it all together until, like, they, like, maybe close to 30. Yeah. And um, I think the thing with us as a, as a whole, as African-American community, we need to help yeah. our children. Invest. Yeah. Start them out while they're young and invest what you want them to be. Yeah. Don't don't leech out your dreams and goals on them. Yeah. Let them figure it out. Yeah. But they got to have some type of treasure behind them. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, I agree. And you know, my thing is is um I feel like let's work together. You know what I mean? Like what's wrong with I don't know where it became a thing to where it was something wrong with it being multi-generational homes but I don't I don't see any problem with it right especially if all you guys can work together like why be stressed out at 22 trying to pay three thousand dollars a month for rent when you don't have to right you know and maybe if you even if you can't live with your parents if siblings let's live together you know like we really have to it's competition I, yeah like we got to get out of that it's competition you know? Cause it's unnecessary stress for us. Your your <laughs> rent your rent may be two thousand dollars, right? You living in a nice condo. Yeah. But you living paycheck to paycheck. Just yeah. to just to impress the internet to get on Instagram and say, Hey everybody, I live here. But I'm broke. Yeah. You don't wanna be like that. No, I I agree. How you saving? When you young, <laughs> you're supposed to be traveling and living life. Yeah. Yeah. Not stress, living. Living. Yeah. For you. Don't live for nobody else. Live for you. Yeah. I I definitely um I definitely agree. So I'm I'm guessing when um when, when Bella turned eighteen, you mm baby you don't have to go if you don't want to. Mm-mm. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Now, I ain't gonna enable you. You gonna get up and work. You ain't finna sit in my house and not do nothing. Yeah. No, 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 no. See I'm the only child and Bella Bella is the only child as well. So it's like I think this is the kid that my mom, you know, wanted a second child in. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like I have for Bella. Like. Yeah, yeah. 
So what are some roles you think society uh, can play in addressing mental health issues and how can, you know, we work towards a, a more supportive and inclusive environment? Um, maybe we can, I don't know, uh, start groups. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be like mental, mental, but just a group yeah. to have conversation. Like counseling, therapists, maybe therapists need to get out and market more for people to come to their brand and, and support them. Yeah. Because as a whole, African Americans, we think it's wrong. Oh, I need to go see my counselor. What's wrong with you? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing going on. I just need to go talk. <laughs> I just need somebody to talk to. Like I can't talk to you because you're going to tell Sally and Sally going to tell Susan. Now I'm a business on Facebook. <laughs> right. But if I go talk to this worker for the state or wherever they from, this confidential. This ain't going nowhere. Yeah. It stays here. Yeah. For real. Yeah. It took me, um, I think the very first time I actually went and seen a therapist, um, I was probably 28, 29 years old. And I only went to a few sessions and was like, man, this is, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. And it really wasn't until the past couple of years to where I, I doubled back and was like, no, nah, I, def- I definitely need to talk to somebody. And it's okay to right. be able to have a conversation with some Because, I mean, they're, they're not biased. And they don't know you. They, they can't you judge you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> tell them. Tell them about it, Bella. Tell them. What you want to say? Get help? Yes. <laughs> So, um, so what's some things you got uh, coming up soon, Chantel, other than like your, your book signing and stuff? Like what's some personal things that you got going uh, on that you want to do or that you're going to do for yourself to just help keep you in a good place? Personal things? Honestly, right now, I don't even have no personal things that I want to do. <laughs> and I'm glad you said that because when I go home, I can go, I can go back in my journal and write about that. What yeah. are some personal things that you want to do yeah. in the next three to five months Yeah. besides travel? Yeah, yeah. I I have always been a, a person that's huge on setting goals and setting plans, and um, I think as women, we we naturally are caregivers, you know. So we constantly want to make sure that everybody else is okay. But you know, sometimes we don't. Yeah, we don't make sure that that we're okay. And I think it could just be really difficult and and damaging, um, you know, for us. But um. What are some resources or uh, organizations that that you have used in the past or that you know about, like in the Sanford area, where people can get help? Can get help, like just mental health help. Yeah, or just like how you were saying, like support groups, or you know, do you partner with any other organizations? I don't right now. Oh, okay. I don't. Okay. Well, look, guys, listeners, if you are listening, and um, yeah, you have some resources and you want to partner with her this is a good opportunity everything will be uh posted after this episode and make sure that you connect with her because i think it's you know that's the to do this, is so that people would be able to partner and and connect what advice would you give someone who is hesitant or afraid to open up about their mental health struggles don't be afraid don't be afraid you can never judge a book by its cover yeah. Cause you may have the richest ideal in your mindset, and if you don't say nothing to the people that you're in the room with, you'll never be a millionaire. Yeah. You gotta open up. You gotta learn to open up. 
put your pride to the side and open up. It's nothing wrong with opening up. Yeah. It's nothing wrong with opening up because you're gonna if you don't, you're gonna either do one or two things. You're gonna go through depression or oppression. Open up. Take a deep breath and let it all out. If they judge you, they judge you. If they don't, they don't. But you'll never know your road to success unless you open up. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I think the reason that I love the fact um that you're on this 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 episode primarily is because you know, number one, you are young and you're a mother. So you're the epitome of what it looks like right now um, in society to navigate through life. Like, obviously, you're here. Like, you got your daughter. You know what I mean? But you have a voice. Right. And your voice needs to be heard. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's just important. If, 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 if you gather anything as you're listening to this, if you gather anything from this, this is what it looks like to persevere. This is what it looks like to be resilient. Like, yes, I'm coming on a podcast and yes, I'm coming to do something and my baby is coming with me. And because that's what it looks like in everyday life for mothers. Right. Like, this is what it looks I rather, like. I'd rather see her. I'd rather let my daughter see me doing something positive so it can already be installed into her brain instead of her waking up. Oh, my mama shaking her booty on TikTok. Yeah. That's important. Uh-uh, my mama had me on a podcast, girl. We was hanging out, chilling. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that as a baby. We was encouraging people. <laughs> we was encouraging people. That's right. Keep that going. is right, Bella. And, man, I, how encouraging, how inspiring that is, truly. Are there any specific cultural or societal factors um, that may affect how mental health is perceived and addressed? Like, do you think that there is a difference between how mental health is perceived in maybe rich versus poor, white versus black, you know, uh, I'm gonna tell you whatever? Something. I'm going to tell you something about that, right? Blacks think it's something wrong to get help. White people, they'll go get help. They don't have no problem getting help, and they don't have no problem telling you what's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, uh, but a lot of people like to say... Oh, cause, cause, cause they rich, they ain't got no problem. Rich people got problems too. They go home the and stay. Same problems. Yeah, rich people, <laughs> rich people. You know they put the 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 drugs in the black community, but you know who comes and buy the drugs? Whites, and they come and buy it and cope with it. Yeah, that's their mental health. They, that, that's their drug that helped them keep going. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has problems. It's black people. That that that's rich. They still got problems. They made it out the struggle, but they still have mental problems yeah. that's going on. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you uh you touched on that because you know obviously this podcast is targeted towards like everyday uh. urban people in the struggle trying to figure it out. But I do want to put emphasis on that mental health has no tax bracket, no like, race. It has no race. There is. It's not. No religion is exempt from it. Like every single person, and I'm comfortable to say, has probably experienced some type of something, trauma, mental health, or something. I mean, the World Health Organization says one in four. But I meet people every day, and I've yet to meet a person who hasn't told me like, yeah, that was a rough time in my life. I was overwhelmed. I was depressed. I was struggling, and so. I think we need to understand that too, because I think sometimes um, economically, when you know my finances are at a certain place, I feel like, oh well, I wouldn't be this, I wouldn't be going through this if I had money or if I had. No, it would just be something different. It's just a different level. 
But money doesn't take away mental health. Money doesn't take away depression. Money doesn't take away schizophrenia, like none of that. Like it still exists whether you have money or not. And so I just want, if you're listening to this, I want you to be encouraged and know that, like I said, it doesn't, mental health doesn't have a tax bracket. It doesn't make you any stronger or any weaker your money, you know what I mean, whether or not you're going through something. And right. so you, you truly need to you need to know that. Right. That's that's correct. That's totally correct. So how do you think like workplaces or educational institutions can create a more healthy environment? Like what do you think work week should look like for people? Honestly, if you want me to be honest yeah, I think work weeks should have at least one mental health day that you can get paid for, because work can be real stressful. And these jobs don't care if you drop dead tomorrow; they still gonna hire somebody else. So people be so stressed. Oh, I gotta go to work. Oh, I gotta go to uh, work. Up, uh, I ain't clock in at the right time. Sometimes a, a caseload can overwhelm a person. It can it can make you can be working with mental health patients and then you become mental health exhausted by listening to people negativity because that's your job all you're doing is listening to negative stuff all day that's consuming into your soul into your body you know what i'm saying so you got to find a way to yeah i i agree i believe that you know we have this outdated um work life balance going on right now and you'll work 40 to 60 hours a week you know, try to stick some sleep in there and maybe try to hit a movie or something like that. But you never really have time to just decompress. Right. And I think that we suffer from uh, decision fatigue, you know, because you constantly got to figure out, well, what do I do next? And we're suffering from just anxiety of being inundated with so much information and so much to do all the time, but really not doing nothing because... You're not taking the time to do something for yourself. And um Gotta to keep your mind out. at peace. Yeah, you, you definitely do. Um, well we're we're actually uh wrapping up here and so I if there's one thing that, that you could say like for the listeners today, like what's what's something that you would say to encourage them or inspire them to to keep going? Chase your dreams no matter what. No matter how the obstacles look, chase your dream no matter what. Never give up on God. God is real. God is real. And I'm a high believer of faith and spirits. Spirits is real. If you hang around all negative people, it's no way you want to be successful. It's, it's just no way. How you want to be successful if you hang around negative people? Put me in a room with 10 millionaires. Now I got the mindset of wanting to be a millionaire. Why? Because I'm going to chase my dream. Yeah. I may get kicked down for a little bit. Bum, bum. But I got to get back up. I got to be 40 times stronger than how I was before. Yeah. yeah. I took a setback. So now I wrote I rewrote a book that I had already written that I I had copies of already. But I had I had to go hey hey I had to go back and put my daughter in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to come back a hundred times harder. Yeah. Are you gonna give up? Well, Chantel, I am. I, I had an awesome conversation with you today, and Bella, I had a good time talking to you too. So I want to thank both of you guys thank for you. for joining the show, and please let the listeners know um, where they can connect with you again, as far as um, your youth program and um, your book. Where where can they catch up with you? So my youth program, um, you can contact me on Instagram at Truth in the Youth. 
um, on Facebook, Chantel Rump, C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E. Last name is R-U-M-P-H. My book will be on Amazon on August the 6th, 2023. The Living Proof is the name. The Living Proof. It'll be on the market. Awesome. Well, guys, you heard it. Um, go check her out. She is definitely on the rise and going places. And I'm so glad that she stopped by to have a talk with us today. Well, you know what it is. Perfect Peace Talk, your street therapist. Bring in mental health awareness. We'll see you next time. All right.